Hey, thanks for listening to Tebs Talks, the premier useless podcast. Don't forget to give it a like, give it a share, and follow the podcast to hear more episodes. Hey, what is up, everybody? It is Tebs Talks. It is the premier useless podcast. Back at it again with another episode. So I had tweeted yesterday um, that you'll be back from the musical Hamilton was a banger. And... The reason why I tweeted that is the song just kind of popped into my head, um, especially the line that says, uh, oceans rise, empires fall. Um, like that's, that's my favorite line, just kind of how it's sung. Um, and so I, I tweeted out, Hey, you know, this song's a banger. And part of the reason why I tweeted that out is because the tone of that song, um, most people probably wouldn't use the word banger to describe that sort of song. When I think of a banger, I think of something that like really hits hard, that has um, high tempo, heavy bass, you know, those sorts of things. A lot of other songs in Hamilton um, would probably be described as bangers, um, or banger would be a better word to describe some of those other songs in Hamilton. So one, I, I really do like the song, You'll be back from Hamilton. I, I think it's really fun. I like it mostly for the sass. So I, I was, you know, saying, yeah, I, I do like the song. But the, the word choice of banger was, was kind of um, a little bit satirical um, when I was using it. However, my friend Nick got the biggest burn on me um, when he replied to that tweet. And he said, let me let me grab it real quick. He said, Jason listens to a musical that is fully cast with diverse people of color. Also, Jason, I like the one song performed by a white guy. And I, <laughs> I, I, I still laugh about it now because, one, that was a hilarious reply by my friend Nick. So, I mean, kudos to Nick. That was seriously funny. Um, but two, I was like, I didn't mean it that way like i didn't mean oh you know the one song that happens to be performed by the white guy uh um which way back when when i was doing this podcast i was talking about my favorite rappers um and like my list of favorite rappers were all white guys or um half white guys and i was sitting there thinking like you know am i biased in saying like oh i prefer these white rappers over uh you know rappers of different uh ethnic groups or different races or different cultures and like admittedly yeah everybody has a little bit of bias and i just feel like um these are rappers like eminem uh for instance eminem like watsky uh macklemore little dicky just those sorts of guys and maybe it's because i can relate to them better because they're people of my race and my skin tone and so i just like when i look at them i identify with them a little better i don't think that's a bad thing uh by any means but also you know i, I say that and i'm it's like that song from hamilton isn't even my favorite song my favorite song is i think it's called guns and ships the one where uh they're singing a little bit about Lafayette, and then Lafayette's like, "Yo, you got to get Alexander Hamilton um, into into battle." I just really like that solo that Lafayette does in that scene. So, 
why am I even saying all of this? I'm not saying any of this to justify why I sent that tweet. I'm not saying any of this to try and fix my image because I don't think I don't think anything I said or the reply like diminished my image in any way. It was it was a hilarious hilarious um observation that my friend Nick did when he replied to that that tweet. Uh part of the reason I say it is just kind of that idea of like when we are consuming anything whether that's music or movies or videos um or watching sports or really anything that we participate in like it's nice to have those people that feel like they represent you and who you are and where you come from and um and it's nice to feel included um on the flip side i i do think it's good to experience things outside um your own comfort zone uh your own culture and all that sort of stuff um and one one kind of talking point that i think is very interesting comes from the netflix documentary i forgot what it exactly was called but it was a it's essentially about babies and how they develop. And a baby that's, you know, six months or younger can understand that there are distinct differences in the words that anybody is saying from any language. They can understand that there are distinct differences from, um, are in people's faces from any ethnicity or any race um, or any culture, they can they can pinpoint those unique, distinct differences, even so much that in other animals, they're able to pinpoint those unique, distinct differences in, say, things like monkeys, um, who are, you know, common ancestors to our human selves. And then around six months, they slowly start to learn, or they slowly start to lose that innate ability to tell these differences and they start to further increase their observation and recognition of their group so they start to recognize you know mom's face dad's face grandma's face grandpa's face brother's face sister's face um like those people around them and then as as they get older they are able to pinpoint and recognize the the distinct differences of people in their same cultural sphere however when presented with like faces or languages outside of their norm as they grow older they initially have humans in general just initially have a hard time telling people apart that are outside their culture one of the one of the like researchers that was that was heavily um, heavily featured in this documentary was explaining that he grew up in China, went to university in China, and then did like his PhD um, in I believe it was Toronto or somewhere in Canada, and he was saying you know it wasn't until I was in my twenties did I see somebody that wasn't Chinese or commonly see somebody that wasn't Chinese you know maybe in the news uh they they saw but being surrounded by and 
seeing people from different ethnicities and different races and, and different cultures. And he said, you know, I had a hard time just telling people apart. I wasn't used to um, using those differentiating neurons in my brain that says like, yeah, you know, somebody from this race or this ethnicity, these are the subtle differences that you might find. Um, like a, a Chinese person, he could easily readily distinguish from another Chinese person, but like a white person, he had a hard time distinguishing from another white person or a black person. He had another hard, uh, hard time distinguishing from another black person. And he said like, you know, it's not inherently racist. That's just how the brain functions. Um, and it's just part of those neurological pathways of if you see nothing but the same people throughout your whole entire life, like your brain only learns to recognize those people. And then everybody outside of that, um, your brain isn't used to processing like, okay, this is a different, unique person. Uh, he also went to explain that like in that sort of transition phase, um, kids are naturally or babies are naturally biased towards similar people. You know, the, the, the people that they grow up comfortable around. And he said, babies aren't racist. Like they aren't inherently racist. It's not a racist sort of thing. It's just how, um, the human brain works, right? We build up those similarities. So relating it back to, um, relating it back to this whole Hamilton tweet, uh, Hamilton is a fantastic, fantastic musical. It is by far the greatest musical I've ever seen. It's one of the greatest pieces of art I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, and that goes for books, that goes for movies, that goes for musicals, that goes for stage plays, that goes for TV shows. Hamilton is one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life, hands down. Like, easily top 10 I maybe pushing into top five and I've consumed a lot of content in my day so it just so happens to be that I was singing or had the song from the one white character from the original ensemble or the original cast maybe ensemble is a, ba a bad word there because I think ensemble is the people in the background for, but from the original cast I happened to be singing or had in my head and was listening to and enjoying the one song from the one white guy. Um, and I, I really do like King George. Um, and he might be my favorite character from that play. I would like to say, Oh, it's, it's because of his sass and the humor that he brings to it. I think King George does a great job or that character does a really great job to, add humor into an otherwise uh, very serious toned musical that um, goes over a lot of serious topics. And I, I like the humor in that. I, I'm naturally drawn towards comedy. So, you know, that's that would be my stated reason as to why he's my main or my favorite character. But maybe uh, neurologically in the back of my head, it's like, okay, well, I can relate to the one white cast member or the one white lead. Um, and that, that might bring something into it. That might be part of that reason why, uh, he is my favorite character. 
is that a bad thing? No. Again, that's just that's just kind of how human neurological structure works. I'm going to take a brief break, then I'm kind of going to come right back to it. So, we were talking about, you know, how the the brain, the neurological pathways are just kind of they you develop to uh, recognize and understand people in your in your group in your in your sphere of influence um, and how when you get introduced to people outside of that it, it's hard to make those differentiations and recognize those differences um, and then we're talking about Hamilton and how my favorite character happens to be the white guy I happen to really enjoy uh, the song sung by that the one white lead in the musical and yeah like on the surface one might be like that that's kind of like a little bit racist um and maybe maybe just because like oh i'm a white white guy you know peak of privilege i don't see it that way i just see it as that's that's just how the cookie crumbles you know everybody has bias everybody um tends to gravitate towards their familiar towards things they're familiar with they understand um, but I think the bigger conversation that needs to happen is that it's okay that we have these biases. Like it's okay that we tend to gravitate towards things we're familiar with so long as it's not at the expense of another person or another group of people. And so long as we're not doing harm towards others. Um, a funny TV show that I, I binge watched was, was, uh, on Netflix. It's called Kim's Convenience. And the, uh, the premise is it's this Korean family. They're living in Toronto. Um, the mom and dad of this family own a convenience store, Kim's Convenience. Um, and just kind of like their life as a Korean Canadian family um, and just how sometimes like the mom and dad who are immigrants from Korea, like how their culture just kind of cra- clashes with the mainstream Toronto culture and how, um, you know, they're, they're a Christian family and the, the, the mom at the very least is still very religious and still very much practicing, uh, the dad, not as much. And then the two kids, definitely not as much. And how like, that generational gap of, you know, kids, their kids who are in their, you know, twenties, um, are not as into, I guess you could say the religion as their parents and how there's, there's a cultural shift even between the generations. But, you know, watching the movie, they, they obviously wrote it in a way where there would be some situations where um the like the father or the mother would do something completely bigoted right and you know the supporting characters in the show would kind of like give them a sideways glance or be like okay should i be offended right now or is this just like a complete separation of what they're used to in their generation korean culture clashing with you know my generation toronto culture um and and it brings an interesting dynamic and i think situations like that where 
you you can have a group of people come together um, can really help everybody grow as a whole a little more because there are some great moments in that show Kim's Convenience where the parents kind of learn like, oh, here's a lot of people that have a very different lifestyle and make very different life choices than I have seen previously in my life or what my generation or what my culture would consider acceptable. Um, one thing they talk about is like the, um, the LGBT community and uh, crossdresser comes into the store and the, the father uh, he says in his you know broken English like why 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 are you a man that dresses as a woman essentially but a little more uh, abrasive and the 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 person in the store purchasing you know just shopping there and was cross-dressing responds like I don't know it just feels like home um it's just always felt right and the father kind of understands like oh that that makes sense like you just feel more comfortable um you feel like it it represents you a little better than dressing in men's clothes and and he kind of understood that and and those two characters had um one would say a, a tender moment where the 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 father you know the korean father learned a little more about this culture that he never experienced back in korea in his generation and this um this crossdresser had the experience of like oh hey you know though what he said could come off completely bigoted like it was really meant with the best of intentions and there was just a cultural divide but we were able to have a conversation and we were able to, um, like, understand each other a little more. So I, I just think, like, little things like that are neat to see in real life. Obviously, I'm I'm explaining a TV show, so it's not a perfect representation of real life. But I, I do think art is a great way to explore these things and to have these conversations. Um, like, freaking the boys on Netflix talking about... Um, corporate greed and uh identity politics politics and uh gender um gender discrepancies all that sort of stuff and how stars are idolized but often they have these dark pasts like i think art is a great medium um whether that's video music song dance whatever to have these greater you know harder at times conversations but at the end of the day um I still think it's okay that people will have their biases. That's that's just how we're wired. Um, again, I just think, you know, so long as we're not doing it at the expense of another person or we're not doing it to harm another person, like, it's fine. It's fine that I just so happen to like the one white guy from Hamilton the most. I just, I love the humor he brings into the situation um, but I, I do think, like, as a whole, this very diverse group of people putting on this performance is one of the greatest works of art I've ever seen. And, you know, it's it's like American history, which is deeply white. It's It's deeply, deeply, you know, old white guys in wigs is kind of the joke. But you also got to think, like, a lot of these guys were immigrants. Um, white immigrants, but immigrants nonetheless. 
Uh, and to see that portrayed by, you know, Hispanics and, um, like black people and other different minorities. Um, it was actually like, I think a really cool take on the whole story. And I think it also was a step in the right direction where it's like artistic representation can be done by anyone. So long as it's done respectfully, obviously, I mean, blackface is horrific. Um, but you know, you have Hispanics and black guys playing these white guys of old. Um, you know, one might say like, Oh, if you did a musical about, um, prominent black figures, it'd be rude to have white guys step up in that place and play those roles. Um, you know, it's, it's always that conversation of getting everybody on equal footing. And part of that is like letting those voices be portrayed by those people that need that representation. And I'm not going to argue against that. I do think, um, that's great, but I also feel like, you know, we could be a little less guarded at what we say is our, like what we say is mine, be a little less guarded of, Oh, this is, this is my culture and this is my history. And these are my people. Um, and just open it up and be like, Hey, let's, let's all come together to represent culture and meaning and love and compassion and tell a great story and come together and work together to do that. Um, so if I ever saw, like, let's take a specific example, like Martin Luther King Jr. portrayed by a white guy, that would be very off, right? Because so much of what Martin Luther King Jr. did was to make, you know, minorities equal to a very prominent white figurehead. And to whitewash that would just be like complete disrespect to the whole, um, the whole point of what he was trying to do. Is there ever a time or an instance where a white person could portray Martin Luther King Jr. in something? Sure, maybe. Like I was explaining on my last episode, voice acting, a lot of voice actors, you know, you don't have to play into your specific body type and, you know, rep representing, uh, just the voiceover of Martin Luther King Jr. Like, sure, maybe, um, cause race has a little less to do with that. And it's all about the voice and the tone and the message at that point. Visually, I think having a black man represent Martin Luther King Jr. in a work of art just makes way more sense than ever having a white guy do it. So I'm not saying like, yeah, let's, let's, you know, gender bend and uh, race bend all these different roles what i am saying is it's really cool to see that um a more diverse group of people can play a more diverse set of roles um, you know it's great to see lynn manuel miranda and all those other guys portray these prominent u.s figureheads um, that's where I'm going to end tonight's episode. Thanks very much for to listening to Tabs Talks, the premier useless podcast. I'll catch you next time. So go ahead, follow the podcast, like the podcast, share the podcast. Follow me on Twitter, at Pummelhead. Um, buy my book, Five Keepers Moonbrook. And thanks so much for listening. If you make it this far, I love you. Love your face. Thank you so much. Peace.